welcome to the Enhanced Living Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Kruger. I believe that we all have within us the power to be everything that we were meant to be and so much more. This show is a weekly dose of practical and spiritual principles, strategies, tips, and ideas to help you grow into the best version of yourself. Here's to becoming exactly who you were meant to become. I've been called a human Swiss army knife because I'm a TV host, inspirational speaker and coach, live event MC and DJ, certified yoga and Ayurveda teacher, functional fitness enthusiast, author, husband, and dad with a voracious appetite for knowledge. And I'll be sharing real talks with successful people from all walks of life, spiritual teachers and masters and experts in many different fields. I'll also share my own perspective that I've gained from over 20 years of diligent meditation and spiritual work so we can all experience enhanced living. Are you ready to evolve? Let's do this. Welcome back to Enhanced Living. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am so excited for our guest on the show, our guest, my guest on the show. This man is a host, a journalist, a producer. He's a friend. We work together on This Is LA. He has interviewed Oprah Winfrey, Tyler Perry, Leonardo DiCaprio, so many more. He is a co-founder of Black Hollywood Live. And most importantly, I consider him my friend. Daryl, what's up, man? Welcome. Thank you, man. I am uh, really excited to be here. I've been looking forward to this all week. I've been looking forward to it also. Like from the from the minute we met, I was just like, this this is a guy who who knows what he wants, who is super skilled and talented at what he does. Daryl Kristen, tell me right now, how did you get into the line of work of hosting? It's such a it's such a niche thing, and you know we both know this. What brought you to it? Well, you know, it's funny. So I'm from Ohio originally, and it's not like, you know, you grew up in Ohio and people are like, oh, what are you going to be? Oh, I'm going to be a entertainment journalist and host. It's the Midwest. So a lot of times, especially when I was growing up, you do your traditional jobs. You, be, you go to college and you, you know, get a business degree or you become a lawyer, you become a whatever it is. You, you get your regular degree. And growing up, I always have been just fascinated with television and entertainment. I just remember watching award shows and MTV and and just always wanting to be a part of it, watching Entertainment Tonight and looking at those people and saying, wow, like I want to do that, but I didn't know what that meant and how what that looked like. So now looking back at things on my career, on what I did to get to this place, I used to do things like I used to write for the school newspaper and I would write for the college newspaper in college. I had a, a radio show that I hosted And all these things while I was getting a business degree, your traditional business degree, because my parents were like, hey, you know, we hear you. You want to go into entertainment or whatever that looks like, but make sure you have something to fall back on. So I did like most people do and got a business degree. So I would have something to fall back on. When I went to Ohio State, that's when kind of things shifted, I think, a lot, because when I was doing my radio show, I actually uh, started dating someone who she ironically uh, worked at a magazine in New York called Vibe Magazine at the time. And I was telling her like, yeah, I really want to I really want to get into entertainment. I want to be like Ryan Seacrest. And, you know, I want to do that kind of stuff. And I want to I want to work on entertainment tonight, but I don't know how to do that. She's she was like, well, listen, why don't you look at what I'm doing right now at the magazine? Maybe that's a I can introduce you to the team there. And maybe there's something there where you could possibly like start interning there. It's in New York. If you get an internship, you know, it's right in the mix of the entertainment business. And maybe you'll learn kind of the skills on what you want to do to get there. Because I knew I also didn't want to go like I was an accounting and marketing major. And I knew I didn't want to necessarily go into broadcasting because I wanted to go on more of the entertainment side of the business versus hardcore news reporting, you know, on a 
five car pileup on the 101, you know? So I always say that the universe brings you what you really are supposed to be doing. So I ironically was submitted to do the internship at Vibe, which was like at the time, the hottest entertainment magazine out there. And they had a sister magazine called Spin, which everyone knows Spin magazine as well. So I uh, had applied for a internship person I was dating. She kind of put in a good word for me. I got accepted for the first round, but it was a fall quarter of my school. And I found out kind of late. So it was kind of a rush of like, oh, wait, you want you guys want me to come to New York right now? It's the fall. I had just started classes. I didn't really know how this was going to work. I didn't have any contacts in New York. My mom basically was like, "Okay, we'll figure it out. I'll help you find a place. But it was when I was looking at it, it was going to be very expensive. And at that time, they told me they weren't paying for internships. You, it was basically you were working for free. So I was like, wow, OK, I'm going to be in New York. I'm working for free. I'll figure it out. I'd have some savings from other jobs and internships I had done in college. So I was like, you know what, forget it. If I have to blow through it, I'll just blow through it. Ironically, I told the the person who hired me at the time about kind of like my situation. And she said, you know what, I, I don't know. How about you do this? She said, I don't feel comfortable with you moving all the way here and having basically this rush and having no contacts here. She said, why don't you wait until the summer? We're, we'll do this internship again. You're going to be at the top of the list. Don't worry. We like you. Check back. With, keep Stay in contact with me and I'll try and pull you in during the summer. Summer, fast forward to the summer. I stayed in contact with her. It ended up happening. She pulled me into the internship. I actually got a paid internship, was able to move to New York. And during that time period, my roommate ended up being from Brooklyn. So he let me stay with his family in New York. So I didn't have to pay for any place to stay. Uh, I had now an internship where I was making money and I was in New York City at the hottest magazine. So now my internship was in the event marketing department at the time, because once again, I was still trying to figure out this whole, what does it mean to be a journalist? What does it mean to be a reporter? How do you get into entertainment news? The position that was open was the event marketing team, but they said they worked very closely with editorial because they kind of work hand in hand. And I was like, well, that's perfect because every journalist, as we know, no matter if you're a host, a journalist, a reporter, whatever it may be, you have to know how to write and tell a story. So I was able to intern that summer. It went amazing. They ended up asking me to come back another summer. Then it was time to graduate, and they offered me a job in the marketing department within the same position. I took it, didn't even think twice about it, moved to New York, and things just kind of started happening from there. Um, all the chips started lining up. So as I'm in the event marketing department, I started doing a lot of the events and so working with celebrities. And like I was at Diddy's summer house during during that time period and and helping them put together birthday parties for Diddy or Beyonce or, you know, all those those names and Tommy Hilfiger and all these people at that time. So I was really lucky. I had a great boss. She really believed in me. She was letting me kind of explore and figure things out at that time of like kind of what my career path was supposed to look like, because I was always very open to her of saying that I want to move into and being in front of the camera, but I still, you know, still had to do my job. So basically what ended up happening was because I was working so closely with the editorial department, they ended up having started using me for uh, different, different interviews, uh, writing different interviews while I was still working in the marketing and events department. So I was getting kind of two side of experience, two sided of experience at the time, which is great for me. And then uh, my kind of, I think my biggest moment of where it was like, thing, like that moment where it was like, all right, this is supposed to be. 
was uh, I was they had the Vibe Awards and their reporter for the red carpet. For some reason, I don't remember what happened. It was a conflict and they couldn't attend the event. So they said, hey, Daryl, why don't you come do the red carpet and do the interviews? You talk to everybody. You're great. This is your you also this is a passion of yours. We'll bring you in. They brought me in. My first interview was Mariah Carey on the red carpet. And uh, I remember talking to her and her statement actually is what changed, like gave me the confidence because after we just had a good rapport on the carpet. And she said to me, she was like, I don't know how I ended up telling her kind of like, hey, this is my first night kind of doing a red carpet. This is what my dream was. I get to talk to Mariah Carey. And she was like, you're going to go far in this business. This is a perfect line of business for you. You have a natural talent. And I just remember always just like that stuck in my head. And after that, I was like, I can do this. Mariah Carey said, I can do this. So I, you know, kept kind of trekking along. I was doing little different jobs. Like they started putting me on more of doing hosting gigs for them or reporting gigs for them. And then eventually there was an opportunity for me to work in the office in the LA office, because we were always doing different things here. And one of my friends who was out here, who was an actor said to me, he was like, you know, if you really want to get into entertainment reporting, you know, all the big networks like, you know, CBS and where you want to work like E! News and, and Entertainment Tonight and Extra. Yes, they have headquarters in New York, but a lot of their reporters live in L.A. So I suggest that you move out to L.A., take that job, move out to L.A. and see what happens. So moved to L.A., still was trying to figure it all out. But one thing led to another. I started uh, a, another friend has suggested that I start taking classes with Marky Costello, who's a pretty big teacher in L.A., of, as, as we know, of teaching hosts. And manages, you know, people like Jason Kennedy, who's on E! News right now and has been on for many, many, many years, had a very successful, has a very successful career. And I started taking her class and learning kind of like the really ins and outs of hosting, the hosting side versus reporting side. And it, it opened it up to a whole new world of of how many things you just, you know, need to know, like red carpets and how to interview properly and keep personality and, you know, just really fundamental things to help you in your career. There was a guy in my class uh, who would always leave. Uh, he was Marky's assistant at the time, and he would always leave and go to this thing called After Buzz TV. And he said he was doing these recap shows on After Buzz TV, which was a network owned by Maria Menunos. And Maria Menunos, as we know, is one of the biggest journalists in entertainment. She's worked everywhere from E, Extra, Entertainment Tonight, all of the above. I was like, well, how, how, how do I get a part of this? Like, how, how do I get on after Buzz TV. He said, I'll introduce you to the team there. We'll see what happens. But he's like, I think you'd be, I think you, they, they would like you. And I always had a joke that I wanted to be the first black guy on entertainment tonight, but you know, I missed the boat on that. I mean, Kevin Frazier is on entertainment tonight. So, you know, I was like, okay, I'd be the second or the third. I'm fine with that. And so I ended up going to After Buzz for a meeting. They had like kind of a, just a, like he introduced me to the team, I had a meeting. Uh, they looked at my stuff. After Buzz TV is a, a great learning place for a lot of new hosts as well, because it's it's a, a great place for just doing recap shows and and just kind of really learning the business. So I ended up getting uh, meeting Maria uh, and Kevin Undergaro, who's her husband and who they're the, both the owners of After Buzz. And one thing led to another. I started doing shows there. I did shows there for several years while I was still taking Marky's class. Lots of fun. I mean, it was a, a really good learning tool for me. And then. Me being the ambitious person that I am, I'm always thinking, what's next? What can I do next to get to that next place? Because at this point, I'm like, okay, I want to be on one of these big news outlets. I want to work on Entertainment Tonight or E. How do I get there? 
And so I was always kind of that guy that was in Maria's ear whenever she would come into the studio and Kevin's ear. He would have these like little sessions where all the hosts that they they hired to do uh, the network or had on the network that he would do little almost like small business affairs where he would kind of teach them the business and tell them about things that are going on. So every time we had those little meetings, I always would talk to him and say, hey, I really want to get into this. How do I do this? How do I do this? And so one day we were just kind of talking and I had an idea to do a hot topic show, uh, you know, that was focused more on like the, the like people of color, the urban, more of the urban side, because there was E in Entertainment Tonight and all those things. But I was like, how do I make myself a little different and stand out? And when I was talking to Kevin about it, he's like, Daryl, that's a great idea. But he's like, why don't stop at one show? Why don't you? He's like, with your experience at working at Vibe and Spin and, and just what you've done, why don't we talk about maybe creating a new form of a digital network that could be the brother sister of AfterBuzz, but focus more on people of color? And it was like once once again one of those wild moments because I was like, wow, this is that's I'm thinking small. I was thinking one show. He's thinking let's build a network, you know, step by step. And at that time there was a transition in the business. It wasn't just about being on TV. That's where, you know, people start doing a lot more YouTube shows and the digital space was, was getting more heavy with just like the transition of you can make money digitally. You didn't have to just go to network necessarily. So we came up with the idea of, of creating multiple shows. And then I wanted to do something where the focus was not just on actors in entertainment, because if we look now, at these big outlets like the E! News and Entertainment Tonight and all those places, if you weren't Holly Berry or if you weren't Will Smith or Denzel Washington or Viola Davis, you weren't getting coverage. If you were a new up-and-coming actor or if you were a new up-and-coming producer or a writer, they're not interviewing you. I wanted to build something to make it a little different where, you know, there was BET at the time, but BET was still focused more on the bigger African-American and Latino community. I wanted to build a place where you could actually be an upcoming writer or be a new host like myself and and get interviewed and and have a safe space where you could learn the craft. Because in my mind, I'm like, well, one day those people will be the big people. So let's help build their career. And it would help build mine as, as well. It would help build my name as a producer and as a host, because I, I started leading one of the, the Hot Topics lead shows on the network. So Black Hollywood Live, we built it and and Maria and Kevin came on board as co creators and, and producers, they've been just a blessing in my life because they also let me use their studio. So a lot of things that I would have had to worry about, I didn't have to worry about. I we, we shared the studio. We did shows outside of there. We continue to you know share the studio and do shows outside of there. And that started to kind of elevate my career. As Kevin said to me, he's like, listen, Daryl, you don't want to just be a host because if you work at a network and you're just a host, you can be replaced at any time. Become your own boss, produce it produce because that way you kind of have your hats on both sides and you know you 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 make yourself more desirable to a network because you can do both. So Black Hollywood Live started, you know, we started getting success and our our kind of big moment was we were doing a, a show a after show for Greenleaf which is on Oprah's network for own and she gave us she she actually gave us a shout out and also called in to the network and did an, a phone interview. And then she tweeted it. And it was like, I was actually in Ohio, ironically, because it was during a a time period where I didn't do the interview. Someone else did the interview, one of our other hosts on the network. 
but I uh, got a call and like my phone was blowing up. People are like, Oprah just tweeted about your network. Oprah just tweeted about your network. I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? And they're like, look at, look at Twitter, Twitter. And I'm like, what? And I look and literally, you know, that's when I saw that moment. It was like that. Ah! I'm like the, the queen of all media has acknowledged something little old me from Ohio has helped build. So, you know, it was once again, it was like that validation of knowing that I was in the right path. And from that moment, things started to really kind of change for me. They always say that do the work and people will notice. And I, I would say that that has been the case because that opportunity with Black Hollywood Live opened up for me to started to get noticed from other networks. The Reels channel from that saw me and they were doing a show called Broken Famous about celebrities who were famous who had gone broke, like 50 Cent, TLC, Johnny Depp. And they asked me to be a correspondent on the show. Then they did another show that was Celebrity Feuds. It was, you know, about like the housewives who fight with each other and that type of thing. And they once again asked me to be on that show. So then things started to trickle along. BT, they asked me to host for their BT awards and host their BT experience, which was huge for me. And they asked me to do it for four years and, and things just started to happen. Then CBS came along and This Is LA came along and from there, the doors really started to open. So Black Hollywood Live has been that nucleus for me to help me really build my career. And I'm really proud of where it's where it's gone and become. And I there's still a lot more work I need to do with it. But, you know, right now, even I'm really proud because this is the time for with what's going on in the world with Black Lives Matter and the movements. You know, I want to be helped take Black Hollywood Live in the forefront of that. And even even now, it's helped me to kind of elevate my career in many other ways, because now people have noticed because I created Black Hollywood Live, they've asked me to come on their shows. Like Entertainment Tonight recently hired me to be a co-host on their show just because of they saw the work I've done and they saw that I created Black Hollywood Live. So it's been very important in my career. That's, okay, first of all, I, I, wow. I was trying to shorten it. That was the long version. <laughs> no, 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 it's perfect. It's, it's wonderful, honestly, because for the people who are listening, I think it's really important to see the trajectory of, of what you've done and understand the work that went in. There is so much to unpack. First of all, I'm blown away by the similarities and the parallels in our lives. I mean, yeah. my degree is in marketing as well. I finished with that whole situation. I had my crossover with Marky Costello as well. I did after shows for a different network, but I, I was uh, the main host for three of them. So it's really interesting because, I mean, I've known you for a while now, but we just, we never really got into that whole, like the whole past. And there are so many parallels and there's a lot that I want to unpack because you're talking about how you're you, you're growing up in Ohio, you're going to school, you know what you want to do, but at the same time, your parents are like, hey, listen, you need to have your degree just for something to fall back on, which I, I went through a similar thing, like get your degree. That's the most important thing that you need. But I want to talk about this idea of falling back on something because from my perspective, anyone who follows their passion, follows their dreams, thinks that, or not thinks, but understands that we all have a purpose in this life and there's something that we're meant to be doing. I feel like the idea or the notion of falling back on something is just like, eh, whatever. There is no such thing as plan B because there's plan A and that is my plan and I know I'm going to succeed. What are your thoughts on that? Because I really think that personally, if you're always in the back of your mind, well, I can always fall back on, you're never really putting all of your effort into what it is that you truly want to do. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's a very interesting thing because I battled with it for a very long time because it's hard to change something that you grew up and were taught and you just it's just drilled in your head. 
do this, do this, do it this way. This is how you will be successful. But as we find out in life, that's not true. There's your, 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 your journey is different from my journey. My journey is different from my parents' journey, different from my sister's journey. And honestly, the really big things in my career started to happen after I quit my full-time job. So in that process of that job at, at Vibe, I quit because I wanted to just give all my energy to focusing on Black Hollywood Live, hosting, and I took a leap of faith. I had saved some money, so I had a little bit something to fall back on for the rainy day. But I honestly, until I put all my energy into it, it things didn't really happen. They happen more quickly after that. And because it's it's just a hard and tough feeling to be one foot in and one foot out. And I'm one of those people, I like to give everything 100% when, when, I'm, when I'm into it, I'm into it. And I agree with you, it's, it's tough, it's scary. It's scary to think about, okay, well, I don't wanna necessarily, I don't wanna say, you know, you don't wanna fall back on something and say, oh, I just wanna fall, I'll have this always to fall back on because it also gives you an excuse to maybe not pursue things as hard as you could. But it's scary, uh, and, and for me, most of my really bigger success came after I committed 100% and did and, and lost the philosophy on, oh, well, I still can fall back on my degree. Because at the end of the day, that wasn't what was in my heart. It's not really what I wanted to do. So I had to come to terms with, it's going to be okay. The, the universe will reward me the way I'm supposed to be rewarded if I'm committed to this. It may not look like what I think it's going to look like. Maybe it isn't that I'm on E! News. Maybe I'm on Entertainment tonight. Maybe I'm on a digital network, whatever it may be. But the commitment to it makes the difference. And it's really tough to walk away from fear, or at least it was for me, to walk away from the fear of this stable thing to go to something that's unknown. And that's been my biggest battle in my career. I actually feel like the universe has made me made me stay in this career for a reason too, because I've learned a lot about myself and, and taking chances. And you kind of, if you really want it, you got to take a chance. I mean, there's a way to be smart about it, but you got to, I'm not saying quit your job and you don't have anything saved and, and just, you know, you could be homeless tomorrow. You got to be smart about your plan, but build a plan and just go with that. It's going to be okay. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I think that, I think a lot of people will look at certain different jobs or different opportunities and go, well, this is the safe thing. This is the secure thing. When in, in actuality, nothing is guaranteed in life, right? You can work 25 years as an accountant at a firm uh, like Jim Carrey's dad, or I think it was like 40 years doing something you absolutely don't love and then get fired at the drop of like at nothing, at no, no notice whatsoever versus following your passion and your dreams. And I believe it's a quote that's I'd rather fail at something I love than succeed at something I hate or something like that. It's 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 I don't remember exactly the the quote. I'm probably butchering it, but you talk a lot about intention and you talk about the universe and I'm right on board with you. I really truly believe that when you set your intention, you're sending that energetic vibe out into the ether, right? Mm -hmm. And energy attracts of like kind. So if you are sending that intention out there, believing full force that everything is going to work out, not knowing exactly how that things do work out for you. I think that, you know, your story is really phenomenal because when you really look at it, you're, you're seeing all these, I don't even want to call them risks because you're just setting your intention. You're going after it and things are working out. Yeah. A lot of people will set that intention or maybe they, they think they want something 
but they're not giving it 100%. And deep down inside, they don't believe it's actually going to happen. And I think that really the takeaway here, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that when you truly believe in yourself and you truly believe that what you're doing is what you're meant to be doing and you believe that you can't fail, then really you can't fail. You're going to succeed. It's a, it's a shift in your mind that you have to believe. And, and like I said, it took me a while to realize that. But once I did, and I still battled through it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not perfect. But I'm more centered now than I ever have been because I accept it more because I used to live so much on fear because I was so scared of not making it or not making enough money while I'm trying to pursue it and having to move back to Ohio. You know, like there were so many fears that were in my mind that were diluting the fact of just let go, stay the path, stay the path, but work hard, give it your all and it'll work out in the way it's supposed to work out. And I'm reminded of it still every day, even during this COVID period. I've had moments where I'm like, oh, okay, everything's shut down. Productions are shut down. What does this mean? Is this is this a universe? Give me a sign and this is what I'm supposed to still be doing. You know, I, I'm not getting any younger. So I'm like, what's happening here? And every time it never fails. It may not even come on the day that I ask it, but it things just pop up and it reminds me you are in the, the right lane and just continue to believe and, and, and work hard and put your energy towards what you really want and the universe will reward you back. I, I couldn't agree more. I think a lot of it is really about trust. And I want to touch on a couple things. One, you were talking about how when you started Black Hollywood Live, this was something about giving a voice for people who are up and coming and people of color who are up and coming who wouldn't have gotten the coverage otherwise. I think that that's so profound and, and especially important and relevant now with the Black Lives Matter movement going, which, by the way, for a point of reference, the, the date today is July 18th, Saturday, 2020. And, and in America, we're still having discussions over race, which to me is just it's bananas. It's the most ridiculous yeah. thing in the world, as far as I'm concerned, that that even has to happen uh, and that people aren't recognized as equals in, in, in general. Like, that's just I mean. I don't know, maybe I'm a bleeding heart liberal with with an idealist, you know, perspective. But, you know, to me at, at this day and age and in any day and age to judge anyone by anything other than the quality of their character, I think is absolutely asinine. But that's a whole other set of issues. <laughs> um, but I really think that you were at the forefront of of giving a voice to people who were just not being recognized Talk to me about that a little bit. What do you think the impact is, the fact that you have Black Hollywood Live, that that's been started for so long, and now it's finally coming to the forefront and, and, and becoming even more relevant, not to say that when it was you know mentioned by Oprah that it wasn't already huge at that sure. point, but now it's really at the forefront. Talk to me about that a little bit. Listen, the, the Oprah thing, I'm obviously very proud of, but one thing that I'm the most proud of with the network is that because, like you were saying, because I've been able to give people voices that maybe wouldn't have gotten those voices or been recognized for those voices uh, before. We've had so many talented hosts on the network who have started with the network and gone on, who were, didn't have a name. No one knew who they were. They had a hundred followers to now they are, their careers have just really blown up and, and they credit black Hollywood live to helping them with their, with their careers. Like, Ebony K. Williams is one of them. She's one of them. I'd love her to death. She's a she's on a show right now called Black News on Revolt. But she left Black Hollywood Live, went on to be a CBS correspondent, went on to be a Fox News correspondent. And then now she is on uh, the Revolt Network with her own show. There's countless others. There's a girl actually by the name of Stacey Ike, who Oprah handpicked to work on her network as a host after watching her on the after show that I was speaking about, Greenlee. 
Kevin John, he's another one. He's one of the top CBS news reporters right now. And he started off in my network. Those are the things that I'm very proud of. As far as even actors, Jay Ellis, Jay Ellis, who's now on the show on HBO called Insecure. He did an interview with us when we first opened Black Hollywood Live, the doors of Black Hollywood Live. And he was a no name. No one knew who he was. And he always tells me, even when I see him now, he's become, they're, they're now positioning him as the next Denzel Washington. And he tells me all the time, he's like, no matter what, I will always give you guys credit because you help people inter- introduce me to people and has stayed with me through the course of my career. And I'm staying with you through the course of yours. Tiffany Haddish. I was at the Golden Globes doing them this year. And Tiffany Haddish, we would interview her when she was just doing very beginning, just the comedy junket. She was an unknown comic, but we were like paying attention to her. And she came on the network literally at the Golden Globes this year. She did not stop. She was rushed into the Golden Globes. I yelled her name. Uh, with my co-producer at the time, whose name is Ashley Gray. We were like, hey, Tiffany, Black Hollywood Live, we just want to ask you one question. She literally turned, stopped her publicist, said, I have to go talk to Black Hollywood Live. And she came over. The first thing she said was, I will always stop for you guys because you guys were there for me at the beginning of my career when no one else was doing interviews with me. So no matter how successful I get, I will always come and talk to you guys. I love, like, I could get emotional off of that. That makes me feel so good because I feel like that's the voice that I want to give people, you know? And and there's so much, especially now, because of what's going on and the, the shift that's happening in Hollywood, where finally it isn't Oscar so white. <laughs> well, hopefully that'll stay the same. But we, we now see that the Academy has opened the doors to more people of color in the voting process. We now see that Hollywood is accepting more projects from people of color because of just the, the change that's needed. And I'm proud that I feel like I have contributed to helping that movement get created. I think that is absolutely, first of all, the Tiffany Haddish story gave me chills because it's so true. Like I literally got shivers because what you put out is magnified, right? So you see people who are vibrating in a negative space and things just seem to always go wrong for those people. And yeah. and they don't know why they can't figure it out. And it's, and I can tell you straight up right now that it's because you're vibrating in that space where you're constantly putting out the wrong energy. But when you shift it on a different perspective and you put out that positive energy and you're giving people a platform who wouldn't necessarily have one to begin with, right? What you put out comes back to you tenfold. And so right there, that's just the perfect example of someone who was given an opportunity at the beginning. And then she ended up exploding into this, you know, mega superstar, right? You can't go anywhere without hearing about Tiffany Haddish. I I just read a story about how she literally straight up turned down a straight offer from Chris Rock's movie, Top Five. Because she was like, listen, I don't want to be naked on camera. That's not my brand. I'm a comedian. This is what I want to do. And she stood in her in her own her own energy, her own strength. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do this, even though it would have possibly, you know, elevated her even more. She's like, no, that doesn't vibe with my what I want to do for myself. And so she turned it down, which I think is brilliant. But the fact is, is that this is a person who then came back and said, yeah, no, I'm not interviewing anybody. Uh, But no, with Black Hollywood Live, I will talk to them because it's the energy that you're putting out. That's my perspective anyhow. Yeah, no, and I agree. And it also, I mean, kudos to her for being humble that she is and still, you know, not forgetting 
the little people like myself, you know? So first of all, I I have to interject. You're not a little person. Okay. You've done so much. And regardless of what you've done, Daryl, like for me, from my perspective, the person that you are is what makes you such an amazing human being. It's not, it's not what you've done. I don't care what you've done. I mean, even though what you've done is very impressive and it's wonderful, that's not what it's about for me. It's about the person's heart. And, and that's why I wanted you on the show today because you have an amazing heart. You are an amazing person. And that's what I want people to understand is that when you come from your own truth and you come from, how can I add value with Black Hollywood Life? Sure. Yes, of course, you're trying to increase your own career, your own standing. And it's been an amazing springboard for you. But at the same time, it wasn't just, okay, what can I get out of this? You were like, what can I do for other people who are in a position where they're being ignored? And yep. that that reads. I mean, it's funny you brought up Stacey Ike. We were co-hosts on the Big Bang Theory after show for about a week at uh, the stream.tv. That's where I did oh, yeah, after shows. Yeah. I knew her for like a week. And then she was like, yeah, I'm out. I got something else. And then she went to After Buzz and we were connected on social for a while. And I watched her kind of explode. And I was like, wow, good for her. So crazy. We're just, we're like literally the same. My brother from another mother. Right. I'm telling you like the, the parallels are just, they're just bananas. So I want to know real quick, what's lighting you up right now? What's, what's got you feeling the most hopeful for, for where we're at at this moment in time. And and I want to know from a personal perspective, and if you want to say from a, a global perspective, then, then great. I mean, I know we're talking about Oscars so white and how we're, we're finally seeing a shift, which, you know, I mean, Batwoman was just recast. A black woman. Yeah. There you go. A black, a black queer woman. You know, yeah. so it's, it's, it's big. It is big because finally there, there, I, I feel like the shift is going towards, Hey, let's just go with the person who has the most talent. Let's go with the person who fits the role, not trying to fit a quota, not trying to like, that's where it should be. It should be the person who's got what is necessary for the position as opposed to what they look like. Does that yeah. make, I mean, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we're slowly but surely getting there. I mean, there's still a lot, a lot more work that needs to be done. But let, listen, you have to I understand that everything can't change at one time. So things are being recognized now. And on, on it's a catch twenty two because there's everything that's going on with the Black Lives Matter movement right now. And, you know, Breonna Taylor and George Floyd and Eric Garner and, and Ahmaud Aubrey. I mean, it breaks my heart that we that it takes that for a change to happen. But on the flip side, all of those people, their their wings are are just so big right now because of their they they cause this shift that is needed. I know that just things are in an uproar. I mean, not only are we fighting a deadly disease that we're running from COVID, but we also are in the middle of a racial war. And I won't even get into the pol- politics of who our president is because everybody has their own opinion. But we are in a a detrimental place. Things are hot right now. I mean, it's just. People are in their emotions. I'm in my emotions. I mean, there's weeks that I want to cry. I'm depressed. I'm angry just because of all the things that are going on. But and I look, you know, unfortunately, you know, you watch the news and 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 sometimes it's you have to stop watching the news and take a break from it because it's it's like information overload. And then especially if you're looking on social media videos of just everything that's going on from Karen's to Ken's to you know all the, all the craziness. But on the flip side. Because I believe in the universe and, and the power of the universe, I think I, I feel like these things are all happening, needed to happen for a reason, whether hurtful or not. We needed this major thing to happen for a major shift to happen. And I think that I'm seeing people become more woke than they ever have been. And, you know, it's not over. We got to continue 
to fight for justice and equality. But it's a it's a slow process. But I, I do feel like these things are happening for a reason for this shift to really happen. And I think that it's going to be a longer it, it's going to be something that stays around versus just, oh, this is the oh 2020. This is happening in 2020. All this happened. But we're going to go back to our old ways. I think the old way of doing things. It's not going to be accepted anymore. You know, no, it's, it's, all- it's over. You said before, we're not going to talk about who the president is because everyone has their own opinion. Look, there's opinion and then there's fact. Fact, it's an absolute, I don't even want to use the negative words. It's abhorrent what's, what, what we have at the, at the leadership position of this country at this current present moment. However, I will say this, don't get this twisted for any, anything meaning I support it. I'm glad it happened. And I'm glad it happened because before it happened, we had everything was nice on the surface, but there was this underlying like tone of of keeping certain people down and trying to raise other people up. And this atrocity that got raised to this level of power really just called it out and 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 basically shone a, a spotlight on the problem. And yeah. so, like I always say, you can't deal with an issue unless you or you can't handle your problem unless you can acknowledge that you're holding on to it in the first place. And this has turned into a spotlight on this country to basically show people, hey, look, we're holding on to a big problem here. Yeah. Now, now let's heal it. Let's move forward. With that, I want to know what comes next for you. What are you looking forward to most with respect to your personal stuff, your career? And also, uh, it's a kind of a two-part question uh, that I want to end on here, which is how do you keep yourself in a positive place? How do you come back from that position where, you know, you said sometimes you're in a position where you just want to cry, you're frustrated, you, you're, you're exhausted, you can't deal with it anymore Obviously, you're a positive person. Obviously, you believe in the power of intention and you believe that there's a universal force at will that that is working with you as it works with all of us. How do you keep yourself centered and bring yourself back to that position? This is what I want to I want to share with everyone. I have just come to a place of every day is a growing process for me. I'm trying to be as centered as I can um, and not let the negativity of the things that are going on around me truly affect me, even though that's hard, because like I said, they do affect me. For me, I just want to continue to grow as a person and and just work more and continue to work more on my faith and belief, because I think that that's really what will get you through these hard times. If you have a strong faith and belief in things and belief in the universe, meaning uh, faith and belief in the universe, that those are the things that can help you get through these darker moments, because I think that's what's helped me kind of push through. Even when I have those bad days, I wake up the next morning. I'm like, okay, you wash my face. It's going to be okay. Universe is going to grant me what I need to be granted with. And I, and I will continue to be a better person. And I think that that faith and belief is what's getting me through these harder times. As far as like what I want next in my career, kind of, it's interesting, Adam, through this COVID moment where I've had a lot of time to kind of sit back and reflect as much as I love being on camera and I want to continue to be on camera. I enjoy it like no other. I really, my focus now is even more to produce projects. There's been a lot of ideas that I have that I've sat, sat with because I've had a lot of time by myself that I want to create. And I, and I think now is the time where I, the industry is actually more willing to accept and look at these projects from people of color where they wouldn't have been as open several years ago. So we see now even there's a lot more projects being greenlit that literally have black leads, like we're talking about Supergirl and just, you know, all these things, you know, um, not Supergirl, Batwoman, but all these different things that are just changing. And 
I want to be a part of that and build and continue to build great content and, and open up opportunities for other hosts, other actors, other, other producers. That's becoming more important to me and making smart content that is helping our culture versus taking us backwards. So that's become a really important task for me. I have a lot of projects that I want to, that I want to work on. And like I said, I, I want to, I still love being in front of the camera, but I also want to really build more content and producing. I think the next level for me is like really producing a lot more content for TV and for a digital space. I, I love that, Daryl, And I have absolutely zero doubt that you will succeed. The level of intention and hope, and I don't even want to use hope. It's more a belief. You believe in yourself. I believe in you. I know you can do this. And uh, honestly, man, uh, thank you so much for joining me in on today's episode. This was just wonderful. Thank you for being here with us. No, I, I mean, listen, it, it made my day. I feel like I also just had like a nice therapy session. I feel like I can go with my Saturday I feel good about Saturday. You know, you, you helped me work through some things that, you know, the last couple of days I've been trying to work through. So I actually, I appreciate you even more. Oh, my man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Enhanced Living Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, feel free to reach me directly at enhancedliving.net. Thanks for listening.